The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Colin Angle, who is the chairman, CEO, and founder of iRobot and a luminary in the field of robotics. So hi, Colin. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be here. Welcome, Colin, and thanks for joining us. We'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and some exciting things that are going on at iRobot. Sure. So I'm Colin Engel, the CEO, chairman, and co-founder of iRobot. This is actually iRobot's 30th year. We were founded back in 1990 as a startup company with the mission to really deliver on the promise of robots. I mean, we've been, I grew up reading about robots. We all saw movies about robots, but really didn't have any in our lives on a daily basis. And iRobot was founded to go and change that. And over the years, we've been involved in everything from missions to Mars, to robots that went into nuclear power plants, robots that diffused bombs. But we're most well known for the Roomba robot vacuum cleaner as the first real practical robot that people could just generally own. Excellent. You know, and I think that's part of what's popularized robotics. And people are very sort of become more intimately familiar with robots today in the year 2020. It's surprising that iRobot has been around for 30 years. I'm sure for you, it feels like yesterday. (laughs) For a lot of us who have been around iRobot, it certainly feels that way. And, you know, robots have been in constant development for many years, for the past 60 plus years, even beyond that, you know, longer than, than 60 years. And, you know, there have been a number of notable successes, of course, iRobot included. And there also have been some, you know, troubling starts, you know, companies who have built robotics and tried to build robotic firms, even some of the, some of the big luminaries in this field. So you know, what do you see as the current state of the robotics industry as a whole? And, you know, what do you see as makes some companies successful in this industry? And perhaps even to another extent here, like, what do you see as some of the roadblocks that are facing widespread adoption of robots in our daily lives, in the home, in the, in the office? And how far away are we mm-hmm. from achieving this ultimate goal? I know it's a lot of parts to this question, but just crafting the vision for where the I'll robotics give it a go. industry. There you go. Sure. So, I mean, robotics is a toolkit. So it's a technology which allows you to go and there's different parts of this toolkit, perceive information about the world, use artificial intelligence to think about what you've been able to perceive. Also in the toolkit are the use of computers and microcontrollers to drive motors and actuators to allow a machine to do physical work. And this is a a really cool toolkit. I mean, you can build machines that you could only dream of. The challenge is, of course, finding an application of robot technology where you're really solving a problem people care about. And we've been told all throughout our history that there was an expectation that robots were supposed to clean your home. And the idea that you could maybe build a robot that could vacuum, which is a subset of cleaning the entire home, but it's a very important part. And you could come home every day to a freshly vacuumed home. And particularly if you have pets, well, you need to vacuum every day or live with pet hair. Neither of them are particularly exciting options. And the Roomba offered a practical solution. And because we had a lot of experience in building robots at low price points and using smaller microprocessors to understand the environment 
sufficiently to go vacuum thoroughly and completely, it all made sense. And you had a robot which was both affordable and effective. And we're well up over 25 million of these robots sold to date. And about 25% of money spent on vacuums is now spent on robot vacuums, which has just been an amazing phenomenon to uh, have start with an idea on a piece of paper and have it turn into reality. Yeah, that's, I mean, one that that stat is really interesting. And also, I think that it's made people more comfortable with robots in their house. You know, it's just it's just doing one task and doing it well and not really getting in people's way and getting them familiar with robots. So I know that you recently wrote a piece about autonomy is not intelligence. And we really liked that because we always say at Cognolytica that automation is not intelligence. And I think that sometimes people can confuse the two, but they're really not the same. So can you break down for our listeners and explain what you meant by that? Sure. So autonomy is usually where working on robots start, where the idea is the robot has a task, you know, go out and vacuum the floor and then go back and recharge yourself. But if you can't direct the robot, if you can't interact with a robot, it's really not that smart. I mean, imagine if you went through your life unable to listen or interact with anyone else and you just sort of maybe you had some instinct on how to survive. But I don't think many people would think you're very smart if you couldn't talk with them and take direction and give direction. So what we're trying to do is expand the utility of the robot and expand the ability of the robot to fit into people's lives by working on increasing its ability to interact and understand and take direction and demonstrate that it cares about the environment and treats the environment it's operating in in a very careful fashion. And through doing this, you go from a device that can't listen and can only do what it was programmed to do at the beginning to a device that really can learn about how it's supposed to do its job. And that's a opens up not just the world of better vacuuming, but a vastly richer world of tasks that robots can suddenly take on. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because you know pretty much anything that people think about what humans can do or animals that used to do it and that were laboring in the field or animals who like to have us as companions as well, you know, certainly that's what we want. These mechanized machines that have some element of intelligence, we want them to do that as well. So I know you see lots of use cases and examples of robots of, of all sorts. And as a matter of fact, when you started talking about the history of iRobot, you talked about robots in places like nuclear power plants and in areas for combat and places like that. So what are some of these standout examples that you have seen, especially more recently, for robots in places that we may not necessarily have expected these robots to be in performing really useful tasks? Well, there's a great example in warehouse automation. And so that some of the tasks that robots, where they're really making a great inroads today, are maybe not the most glamorous robots, like, you know, robots that come and greet you at the door, but robots that are enabling and are evolving a society to actually work. And as we get more and more addicted to ordering things online and expecting products to magically come from a click on the screen to my front door in a matter of days or now even hours, you know, we're increasing the load on warehouses to say, oh, 
so-and-so just ordered some toothpaste. I need to go find the toothpaste, put it in a box, seal the box and, and mail it out or even have it delivered automatically. And that's an area where the industry is just exploding, where there's a demand for automation to accurately and swiftly and cheaply perform that type of service. And so that's a big thing. And an area maybe on the other side of the field of things we may have heard about, autonomous driving vehicles, these are robots. And I think there's a lot of intention and excitement around, well, when are we going to have and see robot cars and robot buses and robot taxis enter into our lives? And, you know, it's gradually underway where there's different areas where maybe today state of the art is in a known geographic area, potentially operating at reduced speeds to ensure safety. You can get autonomous driving vehicles move you from point A to B or highways with certain brands of vehicles, you can start to see things like smart cruise control and other assistive features in our cars. And over time, these robots that carry us around will continue to get more and more sophisticated until the point where, you know, driving truly becomes a choice. And those are two really big areas where we're seeing a lot of activity. And then obviously, closer to iRobot's home, in the home where we're seeing vacuuming become tremendously successful commercially. We see potential for mopping and lawn mowing. And then as we dial the clock forward, getting into assistive services to allow elderly people to live independently much more safely and longer. Yeah, you know, you think of Rosie from the Jetsons and let's open her stomach and have some things pop out. So what's next? And I like that you brought up autonomous vehicles because that is my ultimate dream that I no longer need to drive, but I can still get from point A to point B, you know, exactly when I want. That is my dream. Now, as a final note, where do you believe the future of AI is in general and its applications to organizations and beyond? So artificial intelligence is another powerful tool, just like we were talking about the robotic toolkit before. And, you know, I think it has a great ability to do pattern matching, to understand insights. And so there's a class, there's a whole set of problems where AI can be very effective at doing some basic sort of recognition is what's in this picture, what is the tonality of a newspaper article. I mean, I think that there's some pretty interesting and wide variety of applications that AI is being used today effectively. It's also very brittle. And so that the types of AIs we're capable of building today are not general purpose. And in fact, they're much more limited in purpose than a non-expert in the field might assume based on just how competent they are within a, a narrow set of constrained situations. And so that, you know, you can build an AI that will recognize what type of animal is in the painting, but you might be able to go and just make some changes to the painting where a human would say those changes don't change anything. I still know exactly what's in that painting, but it would totally break a normal state-of-the-art image recognizer today. And so we have a long way to go, and we're decades away from more general intelligence. In the land of robotics, it's actually a pretty interesting space where our challenge actually isn't advancing AI. I mean, there's the AI that we have today is actually more than adequate for doing the tasks we're trying to take on and many we would like to do in the future. Our biggest problem is that we don't know anything about the environment that we're operating in. Someone can say, you know, please go to the kitchen and get me a beer and we'll understand exactly what the person wants, what they want to have happen. 
except we don't know where the kitchen is. So we're kind of stuck. Step one of interacting with the person until we learn how to better understand the worlds we live in. And that's where the cutting edge of robotics is today. Yeah, I think that's really, really good insight. I think, you know, it's connecting all of these pieces and of course in a practical way because at the end of the day, you know, we're not here just to solve problems in sort of an academic or a laboratory setting. We're here trying to solve these problems in the real world. And at the end of the day, also you have a business, you need to solve problems in a way that people find valuable enough that they want to spend their time and energy and money, of course, on that. So that's incredibly practical. So so Colin, really wanted to thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. You provided a lot of insight, especially for 30 years of robotics and in the industry. That's just fantastic. Of course, more years before that. I know you were, you've, you've done research in, in this space before, you, before iRobot was started. So we really enjoyed having you as a guest. And our listeners, hope we hope that you found a lot of value in listening to Colin today. So uh, we're going to be continuing this conversation. For those of you that are registered on our site, we have a bonus episode. So make sure you go to AIToday.live and sign up and you'll get notified when this bonus episode is released. If you've been enjoying listening to this podcast, please rate us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify and your favorite podcast platform. As always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.